Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And a good Saturday morning to you on this Father's Day weekend. And you know, Dad took you, maybe it's time to... Take him or at least spend some time with him sometime this weekend. Maybe even just a phone call uh, means a lot to dads when kids acknowledge their, their parents. Well, got a big event going on today and tomorrow on the Alabama coast, the 88th annual Alabama Deep Sea Fishing Rodeo on Dauphin Island. Unfortunately, the weather is not going to be conducive to that event today. Uh, it's going to go on tomorrow. I don't know what the weather's going to be tomorrow, but right now that area is getting pretty much hammered. But it's moving quickly, and I'll get to more of that on our Coastal Marine forecast. Now, you may have heard about catching, of course you've heard about catching fish from a boat. How about in a boat? Well, we're going to tell you about one that is now Louisiana's newest artificial offshore fishing reef, Thanks to the Menhaden industry. We'll tell you what it is and where it's located. Also, the 2021 CCA Star Tournament is rolling on. We'll update that leaderboard for you. Don't forget to pick up your ticket before you fish. And we've got some uh, live up-to-the-minute weather, tide, uh, fishing report conditions from our pro staff. Our field reporters, uh, probably not a lot to talk about, although I, actually I think some areas are going to be fishable later today and certainly tomorrow. But you're going to have to have the wet weather gear with you for sure. Well, we've got a recent rash of red snapper violations, and we're going to talk about what impact that might have to us finally getting some generous limits, longer season. What does that illegal catch have to do with it? And this morning, I've got a message for all the outdoor outlaws, and this was prompted by the behavior of some of our bad boys and girls on one of this week's cases. We'll talk more about that. Also, our text message board is wide open. If you're not going out because of the weather, sit back and enjoy the show. We'd love to hear, in addition to your fishing reports, your comments, your questions, what was the best dad-son, dad-daughter hunting or fishing trip you ever had? And it doesn't have to be a long, detailed uh, story, just, you know, quick uh, who, why, what, and when. Uh, but bring back some great memories. Whether you're the dad or you're the kid, tell us your story at 504 504- Two six zero one eight seventy. Looking at that weather forecast, well, they were calling for a lot worse uh, winds than I think than what we're going to get. Offshore certainly is going to be pretty much out for most of the day today. Uh, going to have some rough seas, even on some of the bigger interior lakes and bays. But looking at the radar, I've been watching this for the last couple of hours. That whole system is moving east, and I'm talking about Tropical Storm Claudette. Uh, if you are 
west of the Mississippi-Louisiana border. You're pretty much going to be in the clear next hour or so. The only remaining showers looks like it's right in the Varnado area moving into Mississippi. Uh, there's a line of heavy stuff, but it's pretty narrow, and it's headed towards Mobile Bay. Uh, the Mississippi Gulf Coast has uh, pretty much gotten a beating all night long. Lots of rain within that but certainly going to be moving up and breaking up and getting out of the way. Now, I think tomorrow is going to be those regular summertime pop-up stuff. Claudette should be history by then. That's our first tropical storm pretty early in the year. All right, I'm going to tell you about that reef site. The motor vessel, the Defender, uh, is, has been sunk for the final time off Main Pass Block 300. It is going to be an artificial reef spot. It's about 20 miles offshore below Venice. Uh, it's got a long history. It was built back in 1977. It's 164 feet long and 40 feet wide. Uh, there's a picture of it on my Facebook page if you want to check that out. Uh, it has now been uh, declassified. It's no longer going to be used as a fishing boat or any other boat that was a supply ship at one time for Zapata Marine. Well, now it's going to spend the rest of its days on the bottom of the Gulf. And these, like all platforms, these sunken ships... It doesn't take long for the small organisms to gather on it, uh, get some barnacles, and then create some small sea life. And then that attracts the predator fish and the bigger fish. It should be a great snapper fishing spot. I have not yet received the lat-long coordinates for it, but I have requested that. And as soon as I get it, I'll pass it along. Speaking about passing along, we're going to find out uh, how St. Bernard Parish fared out during this uh, tropical storm, Claudette. Don't think it brought in near the storm surge that we've seen from just some uh, systems that had several days of strong southeast winds. We'll talk to Robbie Campo. He's down there. He'll give us the lowdown on the parish and what your chances of going fishing when might be. We're back to do that. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Well, I got shot some good news in. Uh, the backstrap stacker over in Alabama, one of our listeners there, informed me that the Alabama Deep Sea Rodeo will be this time next month, July 15th through 18th. That is certainly good news because, yeah, there was no way they were going to be able to have that today. So uh, put that on your calendar. It will be in the month of July, the Alabama Deep Sea Fishing Rodeo. All right, let's go down to St. Bernard Parish and find out how Claudette treated them down there at uh, Campos Marina in Shell Beach. We talked with Robbie Campo. Robbie, give us the conditions down there. It looks like uh, Claudette really did didn't have the pack or impact for your area that they first thought it might have. Well, Don, I tell you, um, uh, yeah and no. We well, <laughs> we wasn't expecting any water on the highway, but we got it. Um, there's water on Forest on about six inches deep from from the little makeshift levee, with what we call the woods, coming all the way down to Robin Seafood, all the way to the bridge. Uh, and when you cross the bridge coming this way here, they, they have water all over the road there. It's, um, you know, it's, 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 you know, six, eight, six, eight inches deep in spots. Um, you know, it doesn't matter what the fishing report was this week because I just don't think anybody's going to come fishing today to, to be able to get out to go see, you know, uh, and, and, you know, the fishing wasn't all that bad. It wasn't a, I'm gonna say it wasn't a ten, you know, but it was it was okay, you know what I mean? They didn't they didn't fill the boxes this week like I, like I thought they might have, but um, you know they did they did manage to put thirty, forty, fifty fish in the boat. Uh, that was mostly our charter guides. <clears throat> um, I mean they struggled a little bit this week, but uh, for the most part, a lot of our, our guides fished redfish this week to back up in the up in the Bluxing Marsh and over and on the Delacro side, but. Uh, 
you know, it wasn't that bad. Um, you know, I've seen it a lot worse. But this thing here comes through, Don, and, uh, and you know, today we're, hold, we're hosting the Knights of Nemesis uh, you know, Fish and Rodeo is today, and they're still having it. Um, so, and the wind is blowing out of the southwest now about maybe 15, 18 miles an hour, I guess. So it might blow this water out of here and get it off of the road in time for, <clears throat> you know, the kids to come out and, you know, at least do some bank fishing or whatever. I don't think it's going to take much to win it today, but it's <laughs> <you know. laughs> if, if Saturday is your day to fish, and I say this all the time, <clears throat> and you, you know, uh, I, I would, I don't, I would have to think twice about having to drive my car through this water. I do it because I got to come to work. But if you're doing it just to go fishing, well, that's a that's a horse of another color. I, you know what I mean? If you really want to do it. We got live shrimp. We got, you know, we, we, everybody's here. You know, it's just, uh, do you want to, do you want to put your, your car and, you know, your trail? Well, the trail is obviously going to water when you back it down, but you want to put your, your automobile through that. That's totally up to you. If you are, be very careful coming down here because, you know, the water is on a highway. We don't want anybody going either in the ditch or in the bayou. So keep that in mind when you're coming down here. So uh, i tell you, other than that, Don. Um, we're just here, <laughs> waiting on them. And do you, you got live bait for sale if somebody wants to come down there and fish it? You got that rodeo going on. I'm sure there'll be a few people, particularly later in the morning when things clear up. The wind's going to be blowing, water's high, probably dirty. But, you know, if you got nothing else to do, why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah, uh, if the water comes down a little bit and the water gets off the road, you know, generally what happens is we, you know, we get a bunch. It, it's a kids' rodeo anyway, so bring the kids on down and let them uh, let them fish around off the dock, the end of the road, anywhere they can find a spot on the edge of the road. And, you know, look, uh, they they catch a, you know, they catch a bass, they catch a uh, uh, might catch a black drum or you know whatever. You know, I don't think it's going to take much to win it, but if hey, if the water comes off the road a little bit and you can get down here with the kids. Bring them on down. Is that rodeo only today or is it tomorrow too? No, it's just today. Mm-hmm. Yep, just today. Well, what do you That's think all, about you know, tomorrow? They, they let them fish it Friday and Saturday is what they let them do. Yeah. You know, so um, you could fish it Friday and weigh-ins on Saturday uh, at 3 o'clock. Gotcha. Anything else we need to know, Rob? If somebody's headed down that way, just be careful for road water. You know, that uh, Florissant Road. Right, exactly. Just be careful for us on highway. Uh, Hopedale's Hopedale's got some water on it in spots. Same thing. So just you know, just be very careful coming down. If you, if like I said, today's your day to fish, and you definitely going because they got some diehards out there. Don, look, uh, <laughs> I know quite a few. Um, but if they you really want to go, just be careful driving down. That's all. And be careful out there on the water, too. Don't take any chances. Absolutely. Robbie, all, all good stuff, my friend. Thank you for the report. We'll talk to you next week. Hopefully we have a better weather picture. Okay, buddy. All right. All right, Don. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. All right. Robbie Campo down there at Shell Beach, uh, Campo's Marine. All right. We come back after this. We'll get to some of your text message. Also, we're going to check in with Mitch Jurisic down at the Delta Marina. Uh, he's on the opposite side of the river over there. Uh, actually, he's on the he's – he's located – 
on the west side, but, I mean, he's basically right on it. You can fish either side of the river if you launch over there at the Delta Marina. We'll find out what happened as Claudette passed through there. It was part of that training effect. It was kind of cutting across the uh, Plaquemines Parish Peninsula down there. Hopefully it's out of there moving on out to the northeast. We'll be back to check in with Mitch right after this time out. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And the CCA Star Tournament is well underway. Going to update the leaderboard for you. Some pretty impressive fish coming in. Uh, one tagged redfish was caught open a weekend by Dr. Uh, Kenneth Nash, and uh, he wins a truck for that. But they've also got an RV and a boat at stake. There's 99 more of those redfish with those red tags. And if you happen to catch one, you can bring it to Delta Marina. They are one of the way stations, the official way stations for the Tar Tournament. Let's go down there right now and say good morning to Mitch Jurisich. And, Mitch, how did Claudette treat you guys down? It looked like y'all were some of the last ones to get that training effect, that narrow band of heavy storms that came out of the Gulf and was moving up towards the Mississippi Gulf Coast and Alabama. Yeah, Don, I'm, uh, we had planned on opening a little later this morning because of the weather. Uh, and sad to say, I just got back here to check the situation out, and most vehicles won't be able to get to the marina this morning. We have right about three feet of water in the parking lot. Uh, the Empire Floodgate, as you know, is our first line of defense from, you know, tropical systems, and they closed it last, you know, yesterday afternoon at the lowest tide they could, but all of this rain we got uh, probably, if I had to estimate now, probably close to that 8-inch, eight 8-inch eight or so total has completely flooded the inner harbor. And uh, not to mention that the river lock that the highway department owns has a pretty bad leak in it right now once the river comes up a little bit, so it's constantly leaking in the harbor. So we weren't able to keep the water out, uh, you know, so getting back here to Delta Marina today is probably not even going to be an option till later on, maybe this afternoon. We're going to have to get the pumps in place. And the tide is receding uh, at the floodgate. Uh, normal high tide is right around two feet. The tide's about, you know, foot and a half or so above normal. So we're right at three. 3.4 feet on the outside, which means it has to get below 2.5 for them to open. But today they'll be able to open if uh, hopefully. But this wind is really howling out the southwest over here. We're on that bad side of things. And, and uh, you know, you heard Robbie on the east side. You know, southwest is good for them. You know, and east is good for us. But, uh, you know, they still have water that came up on the road, even with the south-southwest wind. So, Claudette did pack a little water with it. Uh, you know, we weren't expecting, you know, a whole lot from the wind thing. But I think last night, you know, uh, as I got up this morning, there was a lot of limbs in my yard. I have a lot of old trees. and So she blew a little bit last night, early this morning. We had some pretty bad squalls yesterday afternoon come through. But but we're hoping to get, you know, maybe by later this afternoon, get this water out of here. There's, there's, there's probably no chance that anybody would be going fishing today. You know, not on this side of the river anyway. If they were, they'd have to come fish in the parking lot, I believe. And they have some pretty good fishing <laughs> right here. They can walk right up, grab bait, step on the pavilion, the pavilion and cash a line, you know. So, <laughs> Speckled trout running right. in the parking lot. So uh, right, are you going to even open it. up later this afternoon, or will it be tomorrow well, before you open the marina? We were going to open up? at – our original plans were to open at 7, but we're not going to be able to do that. I can't even get any employees back here. I have a four-wheel drive pickup truck. 
you know, that's uh, raised up a little bit. I'm kind of a kid at heart still, so I have some of that left in me. But uh, but I had to use four wheel drive to get back here, and there's no way I'm gonna get any employees in here, nobody. So we will probably, if at all today, you know, it'd be later on this afternoon. But we'll be on Facebook keeping people posted of what's what's happening back here. But if I had to guess, I think low tide was this morning around, uh, you know, sometime this morning. And if it doesn't get below that two point five or six foot threshold they won't be able to open them floodgates and let this water out if it starts coming back in again and if you're familiar like we are with these tropical systems we get worse after landfall which i think it's made landfall around the home area uh, but we get the worst backlash if it's west of here after landfall because those winds really start coming out of the west and i checked the buoy reports offshore and they still show in 40 40 to 50 mile an hour winds offshore. So we still have that tail end of this thing. The good thing is the training effect looks like it's at the mouth of the river now, even below Venice. So hopefully for the most part, some of this rain is out of here for now and allows these pumps to catch up. But, you know, to get back to the fishing early week, you know, the weather was really good in the past couple weekends. have really been great. The speckled trout have turned on, uh, early week, uh, a lot of birds are starting to show up on the school, you know, a lot of school trout underneath. Of course, some of them have those pesky gas top, gas tops. And uh, But for the most part, it's a lot of school trout, a lot of throwbacks, which I'm very happy to see because that's a great sign for a little later coming July and, and August that, you know, hopefully, because they're right there at 11 and a half inches. You know, you can measure 10 and keep one. And, uh and, you know, so it's looking really good. Uh, this coming weekend on the 26th, there's the Dose of the Coast Redfish Tournament. We're hosting out of Delta Marina. The weather looks much more favorable. I'll be offshore fishing another tournament, and I'll keep up with the with the uh, long-range forecast, and everything looks really great for next weekend. You know, looks like we'll be back to normal with some five or six-knot winds and some beautiful, beautiful weather ahead, so... Let's keep our fingers crossed that this is the first, only bump in the road we get this summer, and uh, and we can move on and say, well, let's let's keep it going. But you know, it's early, very early in a tropical season, and we're so vulnerable down here. And all the fishing communities, I haven't heard anything from Grand Isle yet, but I'm sure they're taking a little beating this morning. Yeah, we'll get a report from them coming up. Uh, but getting back to that Dose of the Coast Redfish Rodeo, what a great organization that is, Dose of the Coast, you know, giving some comfort and, and some pleasure to families affected by cancer. Ashley Ferguson does a great job, and I would encourage anyone that's uh, going to be fishing down there, get a ticket. You can go up to four people on your team and are looking for the two heaviest redfish uh, slot size. Should be a great event, and hopefully we'll have some good weekend weather for that next weekend. So, uh, by the way, do you have the tickets down there, or, or they can register at the mm-hmm. marina during the week if they'd like to? No, but what I'm going to do, I'm going to get with Ashley later today and tell her if, you know, if she needs me to because she normally coordinates all of that, and I think they've been doing a lot of online and direct contact with her. I know she has a pretty good, uh, pretty good turnout so far, which is great. And, you know, we also, with our Empire Rodeo coming up in August, you know, we do on a Wednesday, we do a Dose of the Coast little uh, fishing thing also on that Wednesday as a kickoff to the event uh, where we, you know, have five or six. Uh, this year, I think we may be even up to eight 
charter captains that donate their time to take some of these families out, you know, on a Wednesday, and we put on a nice little event, you know, feed them breakfast, and they go off fishing. We have a little awards thing for them and some lunch and all of that for them. And uh, I tell you, Don, you know, the dose of the coast, when you see some of these people come here, and know it may be the last time they ever go fishing again. It's a really sad thing to see that. But when you see the joy in these people and their families' faces, and especially the recovering cancer patients, you know, who are doing well, and just the smiles it puts on these families. And, you know, it's it's kind of a, you know, it's a, it's a big, it really, it's a heartwarming, you know, to us to be able to host this and do this. I mean, I donate as much as I can. They, they, you know, they don't. I don't ask for anything from these events, you know, like that, because they really, they it really inspires me to see the strength that some of these people still endure, and you know, and and, and the happiness it brings these families. I mean, it, it's just really, you know, unless you really see it, and that, that's what I would encourage people just to come watch this, you know, because because you know, what it does for you is makes you really realize how how blessed you are, you know, if you have a healthy family and everything. And if you, you know, you've encountered some of this, you see it and you can live it, you know, and you can feel it. And it's, it's just an amazing, wonderful thing. And we do have several local participants that, that, you know, participate in it. And that makes it even more special, you know, to know that they're having a great time. These guys do a wonderful thing, uh, you know, and Ashley, believe me, she's a special person when she, when she handles all of this, because, you know, it brings tears to my eyes when they leave the dock sometimes and we'll just be overwhelmed. And, you know, it's kind of a sobering moment for everyone to realize, you know, that these people are getting an opportunity they may never get again. Yeah, it's uh, to us, you know, we take for granted. Yeah, it's just another fishing trip, but it means so much to these families. And, uh, you know, you can't hardly find any family, any individual whose life has not been impacted by, by cancer. And Ashley does a tremendous job, and thanks for what you do for it, too. It's a great organization. I encourage people to check it out. They can go to her Facebook page, Dose of the Coast, and all the information on the rodeos there, too. Mitch, y'all try to stay dry, my friend. We'll catch up with you next time, and thanks for your report and information on what's going on down there. All right, Don, thank you, and we'll keep in touch and keep you posted as the water goes down. I'll let you know later on this afternoon, uh, you know, how we fare it out down here. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Mitch Juricic down at the Delta Marina. All right, when we come back, I'm getting some good stories, Father's Day trips, dad-daughter, dad-son trips. Uh, tell us yours. 504-260-1870 is our text line. Also got some upcoming events on hopefully what will be some better weather weekends. All that's ahead on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, good time to remind you, your fishing license, if you're a Louisianian, will expire at the end of this month. That will be on Wednesday, June 30th at midnight, so you need to get a new license. And while you're doing that, whether you're renewing your license or buying it for the first time, when you make that purchase, there's a little box that you can check to make a donation to Hunt for the Hungry. Uh, what a wonderful organization this is. Their donations for last year in terms of meat that was donated or seafood 50,347 pounds. You made it happen. You donated it to Hunters for the Hungry, and it went to needy families through via through the food banks. So when you get it, uh, your license for getting to purchase it, 
make sure you check that yes box because they can always use a little extra cash too. If they can't get it donated, they can also use that to uh, take care of some of the expenses that organization incurs. Hunt for the Hunters for the Hungry. It's a great public relations uh, image for hunters uh, helping the hungry. All right, got some calendar items coming up. Uh, Cajun CCA Banquet. This is going to be this coming Wednesday. Uh, I don't have a location on it, so you might want to check with uh, the chapter if that's your chapter. Uh, it's going to be cocktails at 6, dinner at 7.30. If you happen to know where that location is at the time of the printing, they did not have the location down. But the Cajun CCA Chapter Banquet is Wednesday, June 23rd. Uh, maybe somebody can text me with information on the exact location. That text number is 504-260-1870. And after this short 10-second ID, we'll come back and share some of those messages with you. We're looking for best Father's Day trips with Dad. Or if you happen to be the dad, what did you have with your sons and daughters? We'll be back to check on that right after we let our local stations identify themselves on the outdoors with Don. And we have a text in from one of our regular listeners. He's called the Irish Coonass. What a mixture. He says, good morning. Happy Father's Day to you and all the fathers out there. We're in the shop, but out of the rain. Going to be off tomorrow, though. Have a great weekend. Also, we have this one for all those in favor of the diversion that will put as much as 1.5 on top of the normal tide. Come see what we have right now in the Deer Range Lake Hermitage area. That's from Mike on Deer Range. Yes, and uh, that's the reason for the diversion is to try to rebuild the coast and prevent, you know, the, the flooding from southeast winds, tropical storms. Uh, we don't have much barrier left out there, and, of course, how we get there is the big question, and the diversion is one of those. All right, when we come back after this, more of your text messages, and I got also a Creole Classic fishing tournament coming up next weekend. We'll tell you where that's going to be right after this time out on the outdoors with Don Dubuque. Radio Network. All right, uh, we're checking our text message board, and we'll ask you to text in um, a brief description of maybe your favorite or most memorable trip with Dad. This is a Father's Day weekend, not the best weather weekend, but you know what? Father's Day is really symbolic. Uh, You can do it all year long, spend some time with Dad. If he took you fishing, maybe it's time to pay it back and take him. All right, I got one here that's uh, very close. Uh, It says, good morning and happy Father's Day, OWDD. I don't know many that I can pick just one favorite. We've been blessed to have so many. But with everyone I talk to about our upland bird hunting adventures, I finally refer to them as my and my dad's thing, even though we do let Blake, the husband, tag along. Love you and hope you have a wonderful weekend. That's from daughters number one, two, three. And I-G-J, who is the granddaughter. And I'll tell you, we had a pretty memorable trip a couple of weeks back. If you were tuned in out at Crawfish Haven, uh, some memories made there. Catching crawfish as a team and boiling them and uh, eating them and then going frogging at night. Catching a bunch of fish off the dock and just spending time with the family. Doesn't get any better than that. All right, if you've got one, send it to us, 504-260-1870. Uh, here's a happy Father's Day weekend. Looks like we're in the middle of a rain Dan here in Mobile for another few hours. Hopefully my Meloton vine won't suffer. Glad I planned my Honey Island Swamp Tour for last weekend. Y'all stay dry. That's from my friend David Hubble. Two B's and two L's. And uh, I tell you, I got a little story about your Melotons. You you know, uh, you were generous enough to supply us with a jar of your pickled Melotons. And I brought those on this week's fishing trip. Uh, Chris, Martha, and I with the Bayou Wild team, went with uh, Captain Andy Jones with uh, 
wicked charters in Lake Pontchartrain, and we, I, I attribute it to the luck brought by the Melitons. Uh, we had the slam, the wicked charter slam, bull redfish, bull sharks, and bull, I call them bull garfish. And uh, you will see that on an upcoming uh, episode of Bayou Wild TV. It was one of those perfect days. Things went well, good company. And uh, Chris found a new use for those stuffed melatons. He had, a, I think it was a turkey and cheese sandwich, and he lined it with a pickle melaton. Looked good to me. Anyway, I think those melatons brought us some luck. So if you want to check out uh, Hubble's Hearth products, uh, go to my website or Bayou Wild TV, and you'll find it there, a little link to his site. Jams, jellies, uh, pickled items, he's got quite an array. If you like something with a good southern Alabama flavor, check it out. Hubble's Hearth, one of our uh, real frequent listeners and texters, too. Thank you, David. We appreciate it. All right, here's one from LT. My dad said I had the best times duck hunting. Happy Heavenly Father's Day, Pops. When will the license fee increase take effect? Thank you for all you do. Keep us informed. Hope you have a wonderful Father's Day. And congratulations to the granddaughter, Bella, in the farm system prospects for winning the state softball last weekend. Congratulations, Bella and team. Uh, the new license fees and structure is going to take place next year. So uh, you can get them, you know, get your licenses now and uh, take advantage of uh, the, I guess you'd say, the older prices. Some of them not much of an increase, others uh, pretty extensive. You can find all that all on the Wildlife and Fisheries website if you want to check out the new cost. All right, here's one. Uh, my father was a nom vet. He and his brother would take us kids up to the hunting fishing camp. From an early age, all us kids were taught to fish and use weapons. Dad and my Uncle Jim have passed on. Um, but now I do the same thing with my kids. That's from the Irish Coonass. And we got the mad trucker. He's out on the road. Uh, he's saying, telling us good morning. All right, if you got a message, a fishing report, comments, questions, tell us about your favorite fishing trip, hunting trip with Dad or with your son or daughter, 504-260-1870. I want to tell you about the 38th Annual Creole Classic Fishing Tournament. That's coming up next weekend. 24th, 25th, and 26th Bridgeside Marina in Grand Isle. If you get your tickets purchased uh, prior to the tournament, you'll be entered into a raffle for a charter fishing trip with Captain John's fantastic charters out of Grand Isle. Uh, you know the drill. Your ticket entry uh, get you into the tournament, get your Creole Classic cap, and also into the Saturday Cornhole Tournament. Food on Friday and Saturday night. It's good old fishing rodeo time. You can find out all the information at creoleclassic.com. How's the fishing down there in Grand Isle? We'll find out. We're talking to Captain Daryl Carpenter next. We'll also tell you how they uh, fared out with uh, Tropical Storm Claudette, who is kind of moving out to the east and uh, to the north as we broadcast our program this morning. Get on out of here, Claudette. All right, as Tropical Storm Claudette continues to move north and east, uh, I'll tell you what, Mobile Bay really catching it right now. There are some warnings out there, too, for some possible tornadoes and uh, some flooding rains that are going out. But if you are west of the, uh, I guess, the Mississippi-Alabama line, you're pretty much in the clear going to be there soon. Let's talk to Darrell Carpenter, find out how Grand Isle made out with the passing of Claudette. Darrell, what can you tell us? Uh, Don, nothing more than a glorified thunderstorm, really. I mean, uh, we got a little bit of a windy dent out of it. Um, you know, I mean, like right now, I guess the, the winds are, are still blowing pretty stiff out of the southwest. But, I mean, it's it's not tropical storm stiff. It's just a little bit too windy to go fishing stiff. Um, uh, you know, 
I wish it would get out of here. I hope it moves more to the east. It looks like uh, looks like probably Monday is gone. Uh, hopefully by Tuesday we can get back to it and start seeing what it left us as far as water conditions. It um, it should have it should have done a little bit of a flushing of that marsh, which has been really just nasty and, and ugly up until what a couple of days before this storm came through. It's the water never cleared up back there from the last rain event that we had. It just stayed muddy, dirty. But the good news was that, you know, ahead of this storm, we got two or three days where it calmed down enough where we could get out front. And we confirmed our suspicion that all of our trout are out front. Uh, just big, huge catches. Once that, once that south and west wind started blowing and we got that clean water pushed on us, just, uh, I mean, Don, I, I, would, I was surprised at the average size of the fish we're catching. Um, I think it puts to bed wildlife and fisheries you know, concerns that we've been catching nothing but one-year trout, so to speak, you know, year-old trout, because the, the size has been averaging a good two pounds or so, two to three pounds. Um, 20, 18 to 23, 24-inch fish has been the norm out on the front. And I think that's going to continue. We just got, you know, got to let this little disturbance get out of here and let the water clean back up. And it's going to be Katie border door. Now we'll have to see what this does to the bait. If, I don't think the water never got high enough with this little storm that, I mean, it stayed in the banks the entire time. I think we had one little hour long period where it may have surged up out of the banks. So I don't know if it's going to be enough water in that marsh to flush all the, this crop of shrimp out or not. But we'll just have to wait and see. But I, I hope that by Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, we're back to back to clean water and seeing where it relocated the fish to. Well, you know, Daryl, you know as well as I do, a lot of times after these uh, storm surges, this one a little earlier than what we normally see. A lot of times, as you say, it purges out the interior marshes, and sometimes those storm minnows pop up and uh, fish get hungry and crazy and things get really, really good after the water recedes. So hopefully that will happen this time. Let me ask you this. If somebody uh, is stuck for a a last-minute Father's Day gift, could they call you and and get a trip that they could redeem any time during the year for Dad? And maybe they could go along with them? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, Don. We have seen, you know, after the, after this COVID thing, we've seen the same effect that we saw after Katrina in that nobody's planning ahead. We've, we've had plenty of business. Business has been bouncing back good, but it's all been last-minute stuff. So, yeah, you start looking into the end of July and August and into the fall, and dates are wide open. I mean, just it's, it's like nobody's doing that 30 to 45-day ahead-of-time planning. It's all spur of the moment, hey, let's go fishing next week. So there are dates open all across the calendar and and we're not seeing that's not just us talking to other captains we're seeing they're all seeing the same thing just no advanced planning going on right now well if somebody wants to do that tell them uh give you a call i i would assume your trip if you had one planned is probably postponed today so it might be a good day to give you a call and, and talk about it Oh yeah, yeah. We're we're down and probably until midweek because the fear the fear that it did put everybody, you know, camps were canceling reservations and stuff for stays. But yeah, I mean, they can find me on your website at dontheoutdoorsguy.com, uh, realscreamers.com, or they can call the you know two two five nine three seven six two eight eight. And you know, we've got little certificates we can print up that they can have something to give. The trip will be there waiting for them whenever they want it. 
did they have any rodeos scheduled down there this weekend that got canceled, postponed, or delayed? Or I think they were pretty well, clean. Had, Mostly around had, Father's Day, they kind of stay away from them a little bit. I think they had three or four little small private rodeos. Uh, I think the food, the cutoff fishing club or something like that had a couple that a rodeo and a couple other little fishing clubs. Uh, I know that ahead of the storm, they were still down there unloading their catering trailers. Uh, you know, these are these are mostly local folks. They could they could read the tea leaves and see that you know this was being you know a, a non-event so to speak as far as tropical storms go. It's just looks like it's going to stay windy for a couple of days. So uh, wish them the best of luck. I know they had a big turnout and some really good catches at last weekend's Swole Fest down there near your end of the island. Yeah, and um, Swole Fest was a little bit challenging on the on the trout side of it. <laughs> Because uh, you know it was it was just it was just windy enough that you had to stay inside. But like I said, the the weather the water conditions on the inside were just nasty. So while there was a few good fish caught, there wasn't a whole lot of numbers caught last week. All right, sounds good, Daryl. You have a happy Father's Day, and we'll catch up with you next week. All right, Don. Y'all have a wonderful weekend and happy Father's Day. All righty, thank you. That's Daryl Carpenter, RealScreamers.com. If you want to check him out, you got to. Nice little place down there. All right, we come back uh, after the top of the hour break. Going to run down the CCA Star leaderboard for you, tell you what you got to shoot for, but you got to have a ticket. Don't forget to get your ticket first. And you believe some people want to buy the ticket after they catch a potential winning fish? Also, Mike Gallo joins us, Captain Eric Mohabarak with the Paddlers Report. The Plastic Man, Ryan Lambert, will find out how he is down there at the tip of Plaquemines Parish. Also, get back to your text messages. Best Father's Day trip. Tell us about it, 260-1870, area code 504. It's our text line. Back with another hour after this. And welcome back into the program. Uh, it's a Father's Day weekend, so we've got a text message board open up. If you'd like to share one of your favorite memories of fishing, hunting with Dad, or with the kids, send it to us, 504-260-1870. We're also into the middle of the... Uh, Star Tournament, uh, CCA, it's the longest and uh, richest, they call it, tournament in, in, the, in, the, in the entire Gulf Coast. And it's going to be going on until Labor Day, so there's plenty of time to get involved in it. I'm going to run down the leaderboard for you. Uh, the Speckled Trout Eastern Division, Ed Sexton, weighed in a 6.36-pound speck over at Cypress Cove. Uh, the Southeastern Division, the state is divided into different areas. Dustin Joseph D. Benedetto, 6.34. Uh, Ed Sexton's barely uh, making the largest of the tournament so far. Uh, we've also got some other areas where the speckled trout categories are. That would be out west. And I'm really surprised that the leader, only 3.39. That was weighed in at the Hackberry Marina. I'm, <laughs> Sorry, Merrill, but I don't think that'll hold up. But you never know. Stranger things have happened. Uh, Spe- Speck Southwest was weighed in at Dago's Marina, 2.48. That was by Nathan Viator. And the flounder leader right now is Robert Langston, uh, weighted in at Calcasieu Point, 3.53. And the mangrove snapper, boy, this has become a really hotly contested category. Adam Grazafi, 12.36, weighed in at Cypress Cove. That's a huge mangrove. Lemonfish, Thomas Ross Enquist, uh, 60.5 pounds. That was weighed in at Bridgeside Marine in Grand Isle. Uh, the Dorado, also known as Mai Mai, and Dolphin, 5.86 at Bridgeside Marina. 
Uh, once the offshore areas get open, uh, that may be in jeopardy. Red snapper leader. This is a huge one. 27.22 pounds. Bruce Pennison landed that one. He is currently the leader for the red snapper category. Fly division. This is for speckled trout. Tony Hayden, 1.25 is the leader. I weighed in at Hackberry Fishing Camp in Marina. Uh, ladies only has a category for speckled trout. Two divisions, east part of the state and the west. Kim Lemoyne is the leader in the eastern part with a 3.48. She weighed her fish in at Port Fouchon. Uh, Bailey Frugier, 4.22 is the leader in the west. Uh, strange that the ladies only is is beating the overall speckled trout, but I think you put it in the right category. Sometimes this is a chess game where to weigh your fish in because you can only weigh it in in one division. All right, then uh, moving right along, we have uh, kayak in the east, Jeffrey Trong. A point nine nine. That's probably barely a legal trout, but hey, that's all it takes. He's currently the leader. Caught his and waited in at Wrigley's Marina. A kayak southeast is Edgar Oob, two point two zero. Weighed in is at Gales Bait Shop, and the kayak southwest is wide open. Kayak West Division. Trey Gross, four point oh five. Very respectable speckled trout from the kayak. Sheephead category. Eastern Division, Billy Chasson, 7.14. Billy weighed his fish in at Bridgeside Marina. And uh, very close, 7.15, as also leading the Sheephead West Division. Randy Dugas is the leader there. Uh, those redfish, as I mentioned, there were 100 tagged redfish released between the Texas and Mississippi state lines. Uh, Kenneth Nash uh, weighed in the first one caught at Venice Marina. He was registered. He, I understand he's passed the polygraph, so he'll be driving a new Silverado Chevy pickup truck. The next one caught wins an RV from Bentz, and then the one after that wins a, a boat motor and trailer rig. And then so get out there and fish. Look for those red tags on those redfish. It's going to be a slot-sized redfish where you'll find it and bring it into the weigh scale. All right, we come back after this break. We're going to talk to Mike Gallo, born on the bayou. Also get to some of your text messages. In fact, let me get to one I saw here. This one says, uh, my dad, Junior, used to paddle me down the West Pipeline across Old Big Pond to hunt ducks. God bless him. That's from Big Mike in Bayou Liberty. And uh, my buddy Dean Galatis is checking in. He says a good memory he has scooping crabs and fishing what we call the croaker hole at night in the lake with his dad. Good memories, great memories. You got one, share it with us, 504-260-1870. And here's a great. And the Born in the Bayou Report with Captain Mike Gallo is sponsored by CETO. Hey, that's a great Father's Day gift. $179 will get him started for a whole year. And what he'll get is, number one, peace of mind. But if he does need to use it, unlimited fuel drops, 24-7 tow-ins, jump starts if you got those electrical problems, whatever it takes to get you back safely. Tow is like having AAA on the water. Give it to Dad. Give it to him this weekend. It's just a click away, com or call Captain Chris, 504-301-4544. And Captain Mike Gallo joins us. Uh, Captain Mike, happy Father's Day to you. And... Uh, what you got planned for today? How did uh, Tropical Storm Claudette affect that Salt Bayou area? Well, Don, I tell you, first of all, happy birthday, happy Father's Day to you and all your listeners. Um, I just drove up to the Spots and Dots Lake House here, put my eyes on it and see what was going on. We got a fairly stiff south wind. It's a, it's a tad southwest. 
about 200 degrees. Um, water is, there's no water on the road coming into, uh, this is Old Spanish Trail, which leads to Wrigley's Marina. A lot of standing water in some of the lower areas, but none on the actual road. And let's see, yesterday, I spent yesterday picking things up in in uh, looking forward to the approaching water. You'd be amazed the things that float that you wouldn't think floats. But over the years, <laughs> I've learned they'll float. You just have to, you know, move them to higher areas on your property where they're not going to float away. And that's just our procedure. You know, you lift things up, you let the water come up and go back out, and you go back behind it. And, Pressure wash the deck, get it all cleaned up, and we'll be ready for business probably Tuesday, Wednesday of next week. Um, that's what's going on at the moment. Earlier in the week, I had um, a lot of successful days catching. I did start the week Monday, Tuesday, searching for my clients wanted whatever. So I took that opportunity to get some live shrimp and fish some of the wellheads and Lake Bourne, and um, did not do very well at all in Lake Bourne, moved into the marsh, through the marsh, to the eastern edge of the marsh, where I found some diving birds and some sitting birds, and we were able to catch a fair amount of speckled trout. We caught maybe 40 and kept 15. A lot of small ones, a lot of throwbacks, even had a few white trout mixed in there. Tuesday, I did the same routine and actually caught about half that amount. Um, each day, early morning, 9 o'clock or so, I switched over to fishing redfish and had success on redfish, catching limits of redfish. Water's been high, incoming tide early in the morning. So we just fished shrimp under a cork or some of the uh, weedless uh, swim baits. The Matrix Craw is a really good one. Gulp has a fluke-styled lure that you can rig weedless and drag it through that grass without it hanging up. And those two have been very successful on the redfish. So things were moving along pretty well for us until, I guess, Claudia got invited to the party and ruined it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, so what what does a a professional fishing guy do? You know, we're going to have high storm tides, you know, a lot of debris, a kind of a purging of the marsh areas. Where do you start to pick up the pieces when you get back to fishing Tuesday or Wednesday? What will be your plan of attack that somebody might want to take a tip and, and do the same thing if they're off next week? Well, the first thing I do, Don, is I do not leave bright and early where I don't have good vision because there will be all sorts of things floating out in the water that have been dislodged from the high water. So I won't leave till maybe 6.30 where I have good light and I'll proceed really slow for a week or so until I'm pretty sure there's nothing out in the water that I could potentially run into. Uh, that'll be first and foremost. And I like to go and check my different routes into the marsh. The main arteries going into the marsh, Bayou Biloxi, Bayou Grande, False Mouth Bayou, those nine-mile area. Make sure those are all passable. No sandbars have appeared where there weren't previously sandbars. So I make sure I have safe travels in and out. And um, from then, you know, I simply start fishing. You know, and you, you go to your holy trinity of fishing. You know, we look for clean, moving water with the presence of bait. Um, maybe go back to a popping cork, which is a great search lure. 
covers a lot of water, fishes a large area, helps you sort of figure out what's going on. Most of the time, I concentrate areas fairly close to those main arteries. I have a belief that as bad weather approaches, those fish move into deep water for safety. And then as soon as that bad weather passes, they obviously migrate back out and fan out from those deep water areas. So if I start relatively close to some of those deep water areas, generally have good success after a hurricane so uh, or a storm. So um, looking forward to the middle of next week when we can get back out there and start putting some slime on that skeeter. Micah, a common question we get this time of the year and a little bit later in the summer, what's the prospect forecast for triple tail? Are there a lot of crab traps out there? Have you had the opportunity to spot any yet, or are you even looking for them out there when you're coming back in from Biloxi Marsh? I'm always looking, uh, and there were quite a few crab traps. Now, the crabbers are like everybody else. When they hear that there's a storm coming, they go pick up all their traps. And there are several crabbers that are in the canal, up and down the canal, right behind my lodge. So I saw several of them yesterday while I was picking things up. They're heading back into port, and obviously their boats are covered in crab traps because they picked them up. What will happen, that storm surge will push so hard, those traps will roll on the bottom, and it will roll up the rope, and you won't see the float anymore, and that trap is gone. So they go out and pick them up ahead of time. Uh, but they'll... They're just like us. They're just like us fishermen. They'll go back out after the storm and place their traps out and, you know, resume work for them. They'll resume fishing or crabbing, as you call it. So um, we'll see them. There's been, the Pearl River seems like it's been high this whole year. So there's been a sort of stain to the water. Um, I have not seen a triple tail as of yet. I heard of one being caught over towards the uh, ship island and Cat Island area, but it wasn't confirmed. I simply heard that somebody caught one over there, although usually that seems like where I hear of them being caught first. Uh, the water temperatures are high enough to see triple tail. I just haven't seen one as of yet. I'm sure as we get deeper into the summer, I'm going to see one sooner or later because I'm constantly looking for them when I'm heading out or even heading back. Got it. Well, Mike, uh, we got you on my uh Website, if people need to get in touch with you, pick up one of those Father's Day gift certificate to take Dad fishing at some point during the year. Uh, tell them how to get you if they want to give you a call or check on your site. You can find me on aaofla.com. We're on social media under Angling Adventures or the reliable telephone, which is 985-781-7811. How is the schedule looking as far as, uh, you know, dates that you have open up pretty close, say, within the next uh, two or three weeks? Um, July and August are our hotter months, and it's not nearly as jammed up as the May-June time frame. So there's there's fairly good number of days that are open, and um, I'm hoping the river gets low and the water cleans up and, you know, the fishing kind of gets more consistent. We have been doing some hunting and pecking. Uh, Thursday when I was out, you know, you're always looking for a pattern. And it seemed like my pattern was I caught two fish at every place I went. So I ended up having to go to five places to catch my limited redfish from my two clients. And that's just more hunting and moving than we normally do. Um, but if that's the pattern, then you keep moving. You know, you utilize it, stop wasting time. When you catch your two, move on. 
You got it. All good stuff, Mike. Appreciate the report. Happy Father's Day again, and uh, we'll catch up with you next week. Sounds good, Don. Hopefully we have a much better report for no tropical storms and positive fishing. I'm with you on that one. Thanks again, Mike. I'll see you then. All right. Coming up next, it's the Paddler's Report. One Captain Eric Mohabara going to have a report for you. He's up next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And it's time for our Paddler's Report with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club, a presentation of Massey's. This week we talked to Captain Eric Mohabarak. And, Eric, tell us what's going on over at uh, Massey's on this big Father's Day weekend. Man, they got some great deals for that, don't they? Yeah, they sure do. Uh, you know, uh, I think uh, most probably the best deal would be that uh, the green egg, which I, I'd love to have one of those myself. They got they running a little special, ten uh, percent off a, a, a package deal when you buy the side tables, a stand to hold it up on, and a bag of charcoal. So you save ten ten percent on that. I, th- I think that's a really great uh, Father's Day gift for somebody. And they got the you know they got some hobies in there uh, again. Uh, they got the outbacks and the pro anglers and the compasses left, and those things are selling like hotcakes, and that makes a great present. And also today they're getting a shipment of uh, 24 uh, uh, Jackson kayaks, so uh, they're pretty well stocked. Plus they have all the other essential things you need, you know, fishing clothes and outdoor clothing and hiking boots and, and sandals and, and, and anything you can pretty much think of to get you outside, and I uh, highly suggest that. And they got backpacks if you need that and rain, rain, rain gear also. Um, so they're also carrying the Grundens now, the Grundens stuff now. I know Martha loves that stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's a pretty good deals going on there. Yeah, I think they got a couple other sales going on. I'm just not sure offhand about those, but I was really hip on the Green Egg one. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, that's two of my favorite things, Grundens uh, footwear and the Green Egg. I've been cooking on a Green Egg for years. It's a wonderful invention. Once you start on it, it's hard to do anything else. Well, let's talk a little bit about the fishing. Uh, of course, Massey's, I want to remind people you can find them in New Orleans. They're in Baton Rouge and also a store in Covington. Uh, what have you been doing before all this uh, tropical storm Claudette came up? Man, I've been actually doing pretty good. Um, it looks like that the, the slot reds have been moving in really good. I've been having a couple good trips with a few lemon, you know, a few lemon people lemoning out and stuff. Uh, you know, I kind of almost well, I didn't I, I left the area before. Uh, what was it Sunday uh, or Monday? Monday uh, they uh, had that that storm come up from the Gulf. And uh, it was pretty nasty. I got out of there, though. But that was a personal trip on Monday. I ended up three three reds for the table. And I only went out for a short time. But uh, it's been a really good fishing down the road there. Now, with this high water coming in, I think uh, I always, I, I'm going to say I always like a storm, but that's not true. But I, I appreciate the high water coming in because it does kind of flush the marsh, like, like flushing a toilet. It, it gets all of that that uh, water that gets stuck up in there, and it doesn't move much. And it also pushes in a lot of bait. And, uh, like, later on this evening, I'm going to take a ride down and uh, check out and see if I can throw a cast net and see if I can get me some storm minnows. I think it's a little early in the season for storm minnows because I find that they usually come with the storms later in, in the summer. Well, not that I hope we don't have any, but it's nice to have storm minnows because that's like redfish crack. Yep. You know, uh, I noticed you, you mentioned on your report the trestles have uh, been a mixed bag of reds, trout, flounder, freshwater catfish. Uh, I fished in Lake Pontchartrain uh, this week. 
kind of towards the uh, Mandeville Goose Point area on the North Shore. I got to tell you, Eric, yeah. that lake is loaded with mullet. And when I say loaded, I mean loaded. And there's a lot of action fishing there chasing them. We caught bull reds on them. We caught a ton of gar, and we caught bull shark, which is what our three targets were. But I would imagine mm-hmm. that the Jack Crevels can't be too far behind. And I know that's one fish you love to fish out of a kayak. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little bit later on down the line. Uh, you know, we've got to wait a little bit longer. They, they might have one or two coming in close to the Wrigley's or something. But uh, b- before the schools come in, it, it's usually a little bit later in the season. Uh, not, not too much, maybe a week or two, but we're definitely looking forward to that. That's a good time, you know. But like you said, Don, they've been getting good mixed bags on the, on the, on the trestles. Uh, not, not, you, know, you know, consistently, you know, 20 fish, you know, 17 fish. 25 fish depends on the day when you can fish it you have to watch it with these winds the way they've been blowing but uh definitely looking forward to the jackfish can't wait to do that you know and uh eric have you gotten uh, any info if you gotten any information on this new development that's going to be on the south shore of lake pontchartrain around bucktown they're talking about putting uh, in a huge facility there and it's going to have a lot of uh places for kayaks to be put in and some fishing areas for kayaks yeah, Tom, you know, the only thing I know about that is I've seen it on the news. And um, it's pretty interesting because that, that area was actually, I mean, I'm talking before my time, uh, Buckingham, you know, that they had houses out there uh, where they're putting that stuff at. And, uh, you know, we've been fishing that area for many, many years out there, and it, we've, we've always done very well. So I'm thinking if they, with these rocks they putting in, um, you know, similar to Grand Isle and Fushan and stuff like that, where they put those rocks in, I think it's going to create a good habitat for them. And I think with with the uh, with the, with, with the marsh they're going to build, it's going to attract. You know, of course, it's going to attract bait and stuff like that. But I think it's going to also help clean that water a little bit up in that area. And of course, when we get the, the rough north wind, it's going to take a couple of days, just like anywhere else. But I, I think it's going to be a really good thing for that. And uh, I don't exactly know where the kayak launch is. I think you may launch out of Bonneville and, and go there. But, you know, I don't have much information on that. Maybe I can get in touch with the lady who's in charge of that, uh, the councilwoman, and she could uh, maybe yeah. tourism for Jefferson Parish. And, uh, yeah, Jennifer, Jennifer Van Franken, uh, you know, mm-hmm. good, she's actually a good friend. She, she's the one that's kind of uh, behind it and the, 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 the motor, shaker and uh, mover of that, that whole effort. So maybe we'll get in touch yeah. with her and get an outline because I think that's going to mean some really good good fishing area and a lot of infrastructure going to be added there for the kayak fishermen, something that's badly needed. There's so many areas of that lake. It's such a big lake, and a lot of the shoreline just goes to waste. There's just nothing there, you know, so that's some real good right. news. Well, Eric, right, somebody wants you. to get a hold of you with the kayak company and book a charter or give Dad, a, if a Dad is interested in kayaking, or maybe he's never been kayaking and like to send him on a trip, tell him how to get a gift certificate. Uh, that's real easy. You can just call me on the phone, 504-313-8292, or you can find me on uh, Instagram or uh, Facebook, uh, the Louisiana Kayak Company. Louisiana Kayak Company, or you can check him out, too. He's on my Facebook page and also our website at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. Eric, have a great Father's Day. Hope the king takes care of you on it, and uh, we'll see you next time. All right, Don. Happy Father's Day to you, too. Y'all have a great day, all right? Thank you, buddy. We appreciate it. All right, we come back after this. Uh, Well, we got the bad boys to tell you about. got a whole bunch of them. They've been doing some red snapper uh, checks and, hmm, 
We've caught a lot of people lately. We'll tell you some of the stories coming back right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Now, lately, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries agents have been making a rash of uh, red snapper cases. Uh, they cited two Mississippi residents, 49-year-old Chris Hinton and 26-year-old Thomas F. Hines. Uh, they were on June 11th. They were in possession of 12 red snapper, which normally should be a limit of two per person, which would be four. Then we had uh, Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries Enforcement Agents, Lieutenant Joseph Arno and also Corporal Norman DeRoche. They cited five people for saltwater fishing violations on the next day, June 12th, over in Terrebonne Parish. 57-year-old Henry L. Haydell II of Homa, Kelsey Renfry Robichaux, 30 of Homa, Leah Fontenot, 30 of Thibodeau, Michael Bergeron, 53 of Homer, and Philip Abair, 27 of Homer. They were 17 red snapper over the legal limit. Plus, they had a out-of-season trigger fish. And this case kind of serves as an example of, you know, if you're caught breaking the law, um, you know, pay your fine, accept the punishment, don't make things worse by being a, a, a wise guy or girl. And this, this kind of case kind of brought that to mind. Then, did you hear the one about two Louisiana men, another from Texas and one from Pennsylvania, that walked onto an offshore boat on June 3rd to fish snapper? Well, you will, and it's not a joke. It's this week's Bad Boys. Next, after we let our local stations identify themselves on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And on another red snapper case, senior agent Kyle Haydell and Corporal Thomas Forehand stopped four subject in the Mississippi River by Venice to conduct a license and creel check on June the 4th. The agents boarded the vessel, found the subject in possession of seven red snapper and an additional 14 red snapper fillets. This put the subjects at 14 total red snapper and six over their allowed limit of two per fisherman. If convicted of the alleged offenses of failing to keep fish intact over the limit of snapper, taking snapper during closed season, facing fines and civil restitution of up to $1,400.83, plus up to 120 days in jail, and forfeited all the whole and filleted fish to a local charity, or 50-year-old Randall Godso of Prairieville, Louisiana, 50-year-old Jonas Ray of Opelousas, 49-year-old Sean Bertrand of Humble, Texas, and 46-year-old Timothy Reed of Creekside, Pennsylvania, are bad boys of the outdoors. You know, you got to wonder how much effect uh, all these illegal snap are being taken. These are the just the ones that are caught or being factored in to where it keeps us from being able to you know, keep an extra fish, maybe go from two to three, maybe adjust the, the harvest quota to extend it into the fall season. When you got to consider how many snapper are being taken illegally, I guess that's all factored into it, and it's not good news for the legal fishermen. All right, we come back after this. Let's check in with Ryan Lambert down near the tip of the boot, down there in Buras, Louisiana, get his report, and uh, how tropical storm Claudette, somebody we know he calls Claudette, wonder who that is. We'll be back and talk to Ryan Lambert, our plastic man, right after this. And the plastic man, Captain Ryan Lambert of Cajun Fishing Adventures, joins us now. And, Ryan, watching that radar, I believe you guys got the worst of anybody in Louisiana <laughs> as far as the storm last night. <laughs> Did you spend a night down at the lodge? 
No, I, I came home. I just, you know, I didn't want to deal with it. Uh, it's bad enough here. You know, the rain was all right here, but it did really rain down there. I mean, by yesterday evening, it was five inches, and it still got more and more. So I don't know what the final total was, but it rained. got my pools filled up, i tell you that. Yes, indeed. You know, I was thinking about you, though. You know, I was talking to Captain Mike Gallo and Daryl Carpenter over in Grand Isle, and because they're – their lodges and their their boats are located on the water. They got a routine. They got to go. They pick everything up, move the boat. Then they got all the pressure washing to do to get the mud in it. You don't get any of that. Now, if you're a real bad storm and it comes over the levees, well, then you're in trouble. But other than that, you know, you've got the, the, the downside of, yeah, you, you guys, your boys have to hook up the boats, and you ain't got to go far, you know, right across the road or right behind the lodge to launch, depending on which side of the river you're going. But you don't have all that mess every time a high tide comes up, and that's getting to be pretty regular. Yeah, I was uh, I was going to build on the other side of the levee originally, and a little thing in my head went off. I said, well, you can shoot skeet off the porch, you know? And I said, no, no, let's not do that. <laughs> and it didn't matter for Katrina because it still had 24 foot of water in the lodge. But other than that, I've I've been pretty lucky. Yeah, do you know how many times in the last couple of years we've had just, I mean, just some periods of four or five days of strong southeast winds putting water up in people's lodges and on their docks and causing them all kind of extra work, and, you know, you, you have to deal with that. No, no. You get on the other side of the levee now these days because we, we just don't have the marsh to protect us from these, these storms and, and high tides. You know, back when we had a lot of marsh, you know, it, it would fight it off. And, you know, if every mile of marsh you have, it knocks the surge down one foot. So, you know, that's six foot of surge of yours because that's how much, you know, we lost six miles of land. So, you know. It's, it's like that all over Louisiana. If you look at the map and, and look what's left between the Gulf and New Orleans, it's a pretty dire situation if you get another Katrina or worse in here. So, Absolutely. you know, that's why I'm so adamant about restoring all our coast. You know, you know, we work on that pretty hard. And, and we'll do it until, until I'm gone. I'm going to build some land. <laughs> well, Ryan, what's the, what's the plan going to be uh, next week and – Tides recede, things kind of getting back to summertime pattern before we get the next storm coming in here. What's the what's the plan to go out and find some fish? Wait up, let's go back to the next storm first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, um, we're going back tomorrow night. Yeah, tomorrow night we got clients coming in, and we will start back Monday morning. I mean, it's, you know, it doesn't really bother the fish too much. I mean, they trapped underwater, and more water is not going to hurt them. If, the only thing, if it gets real high, it really makes it uh, you know detrimental to try to catch them because they go so far up in the rosos and up into the grass, you know, feeding. And then when it starts falling, then, well, then you can catch them when they come out. So we just look at the situation. It all depends on which way the wind blew where you're at. If you get a north or west wind, it's going to blow the water out. If you get an east-southeast, it's going to blow the water in. So, you know, we're lucky enough to go on both sides of the river. So whatever side got the worst of, we'll go on the other side. And uh, we're going to catch fish one way or other. My boys are so good. My word. I've seen them fishing the worst stuff and, and come back with a box of fish. I tell you, they <laughs> they impress me. <laughs> well, Ryan, the river is at, I believe, ten seven. No, nine seven. I don't know. What do you think we can shoot for? To, to get a, what do you think will be the low point of the river this year? Well, it's nine seven, and 
the the drought up north is really bad. So not getting these, these fronts going through. I think we're going to get a regular river this year. I think we're going to really, this fall, we might finally see a three-foot or lower river because the drought is so bad up north. There's no there's no water up there. And all the reservoirs are finally getting low to where they can hold some capacity if it does rain up there. So as as these fronts go further north, as they do, you know, when the hurricane, I mean, the tornadoes you hear about, usually it's in May. Well, this year they're still farther down south. You know, they're still in Alabama and, and uh, Arkansas and all that. But when they get up there in the Great Lakes, and they're just starting that right now, when that passes through and it's, it starts going into the Mississippi and Ohio Valley, then it's going to fill up their reservoirs, and that water's not going to come down as much. I think the river's fixing to fall like a rock myself. And that's always, that's always, yeah, that's always good news. Brings in some good salty water and allows the fishing to be close to the to the launches and people can get out and get some of those reds and specks and and enjoy it. You know, I'm still waiting to hear something on that. Go ahead. uh, When it hits seven foot, everything starts coming toward the river. All the pogies and mullets start coming into the river, and then as you know, we can catch fish pretty good then. But as it gets down, and the three foot at the New Orleans Carrollton gauge is the magic number. When it gets there, the water turns emerald green. You can see the fish down there. You can sight fish in the river. I mean, that's the magic number. And I haven't seen it since 2012, but I'm ready. <laughs> any of the boys run over the chandelier? Have y'all made any trips over there in the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I've been over there. You know, not not to chandelier, but to the islands and. Uh, it's been pretty good. You know, there's a lot of people wade fishing, and, and you know, some days I catch you. Know, you just got to wait. The tide was so hard one day that you just had to wait for the water to come right. You know, when once you know when the water gets to a certain point and it gets pretty enough, here they come. And, man, it, it was good. So uh, as soon as this weather dies down, I'll probably go back out there. But as the river dies down, we were getting fish pretty close, so it's, it's starting to happen already. Well, got some uh, good news, and things will be looking better for the next couple of weeks. Got a lot of fishing rodeos on the calendar, big 4th of July weekend coming up. At least uh, you're hearing less and less about old uh, COVID, you know, and that, that's kind of out of the picture now. So uh, things get back to normal. I know you guys have had a, a lot of people coming through the lodge this year and probably going to be one of your better years if, uh, you know, storms stay away. This is my best year because I tell you what, this week that phone is ringing like it's January and February. People trying to get trips. I mean, my my whole year is gonna be solid booked. I mean, it's it's incredible. I'm uh, this by far is gonna be one of my best years, and that's that's good coming off of my my worst year. So, yes, it is. Glad to hear it. Well, if somebody wants to get a, a trip in, I know you can accommodate a lot of people, large groups. Some people can't handle that much. And, uh, you know, for corporate uh, business, it's a great place to go. Yeah, got some great food served down there. I always enjoy my time down there. And they can find you on my website. Give them your website and telephone number. Uh, com, and they can call me on my phone direct at 504-559-5111. And they do duck hunt down there a little bit, too. Gosh, yes, buddy. I can't wait. Uh, they say this will be a bad year, though. <laughs> oh, well. We killed, killed it many times, so it'll be good. Yeah. They're always good to sit in the blind. 
Yes, it is. All right, my friend, have a happy Father's Day, and uh, we'll catch up with you next week. Same to you, buddy. Appreciate you. All righty. Captain Ryan Lambert, we call him the Plastic Man for obvious reasons. All right, we'll come back after this, going to wrap it up. Also tell you about a little special event coming up on Monday. You may want to join us. Back with that right after this. Well, it's time to wrap up our Father's Day edition of the Outdoor Show. Thanks for joining us, and thanks to those who sent your, your memories in. We got this from the Colonel in Hammond. He says, remember when he was back as a kid, his dad gave him his first cup of coffee. He was struggling to wake up for a fishing trip, and from then on, he'd wake him up with a cup of coffee every fishing, hunting trip morning till he moved out. Great memory. Also, we got a question about how the Rosos are doing. Are the bugs still eating? Hadn't heard much or talked much about that. We'll do that uh, next week. We'll check with some of our field reporters. And also a good uh, tip for running your dogs in the off-season, a convent hunting club. Run them at night before daylight, before the heat comes up. Keeps them in shape but doesn't get them overheated. Great tip from our friends with the convent hunting club. It's going to wrap it up for us. Share some time with Dad. Have a great Father's Day weekend. We'll see you back here again next week. Oh, by the way, Etouffee Restaurant, Monday in Covington, 11 to 7. Come have lunch with the Bayou Wild TV team. See you then. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.